the craft beer industry faced some headwinds in 2023 due to inflation. While the situation has somewhat stabilized, prices remain higher. The biggest headwinds ahead for 2024 are shifts in consumer habits, with many choosing ready-to-drink beverages, and the trend of dry January. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and Zach Koga, the vice president of the Wisconsin Brewers Guild and owner of Carbon 4 Brewing, says despite these headwinds, there's also opportunities for growth with the use of cannabis. In 2023, we continued to see some inflation, just inflationary pressure across the whole economy. I mean, we weren't immune to that. It was much more severe and fast changing in 2022. And in 2023, things kind of leveled off, but at a higher price point. I mean, I think we're seeing some things relax, some kind of freight issues relax as gas stabilized. But we're sort of living with the result of a lot of inflation. And probably, you know, some of the more impactful stuff is how labor has been really affected and and wages for people because everyone's dealing with higher prices. So they're, you know, needing to make more money. So I think there's just that general inflationary pressure going on in 2023. And then the craft beer industry and beer overall is still kind of leaning into headwinds and how people are behaving, their habits. You know, I think we're still seeing a lot of people that are settling into RTD drinks. It was hard seltzer in, in 2019, 2021, and then it started shifting into more RTD things like High Noon or Carbless are kind of two big brands right now in Wisconsin. So we're seeing people still kind of explore around beyond beer. There's kind of a growing trend with dry January and sober October and insert kind of the next idea, basically just trying to drink a little bit less. The younger generations seem like they're maybe drinking a little less. NA beers are growing, hop waters are growing, and then cannabis is really continuing to grow nationwide and hemp-based cannabis in Wisconsin is growing. So all of that stuff is kind of taking the same pie of consumers and just splitting it up into more and more pieces. So I think that is playing out in craft beer where there's kind of general back pressure for any one of those segments that they aren't just kind of booming with growth. It's more flattened down, I think. So we're having to make sure that we focus on what we're best at, focus on what our brand has to offer and um, who our customers are and and then try to find the best ways to give you know those people what they want. Craft beer has always been great at innovating and moving fast. And, and I think we're seeing brewers do that. And you did mention the pricing conversation. How is pricing or even just getting aluminum or glass or things like that? Really, what is that looking like going into 2024? The supply chain feels like it's caught up a bit. So availability doesn't seem to be a huge problem right now. At least it hasn't been in, in our experience. In general, we we navigated some of the supply chain issues reasonably well. We had long relationships with suppliers and contracts in place to kind of keep our things moving, cans and grain. So availability is there. The price point definitely is higher than it used to be. Aluminum is significantly more than it used to be. It settled down a little bit. It feels like it could settle a little lower as supply and demand just kind of normalize out. Most of the cost of beer, 70%, 60%, something like significantly most of beer is in freight because you have a lot of ingredients and heavy ingredients that you have to move around the country to get your beer made and then also to ship it back out to the consumer. By the time it gets on the shelf, freight is a huge impact on the cost of beer. And it still feels like those freight costs are, are high too. It's not the only reason, but it's a big chunk of the reason I think prices have stayed up. So, yeah, that price point's just higher. And then at the same time, you have back pressure in the system where people have less free money to spend, you know, on something that's premium like craft beer, and and they might be looking for lower price options. 
What other trends are emerging or do you kind of see coming ahead into 2024 that are on your radar? I think cannabis is a big trend on my radar. It's clearly happening across the country. It appears that beverage is going to be a big player in that as it evolves and matures. And as we look at our customers and just kind of the general public, how they're engaging in their beverage choices, that they're really looking for more and more personal choices. And and I just see cannabis growing and having a significant presence in all of that. So we're watching how to participate in that. In Wisconsin, you can do that as long as you're working with hemp. Hemp is not just CBD. Hemp is really the same plant as what you traditionally think of as marijuana, but it's bred to have less THC, you know, almost no THC in it, but it has the full spectrum of cannabinoids in it as a plant. And when you process that plant and take out the cannabinoid oils, you can, you know, reconstitute those into various products. You see them in gummies and tinctures and things like that. You're seeing more and more beverages and we're we're definitely exploring that space and seeing how to cautiously legally navigate that. But I do think that's a trend that's going to just continue to grow. You're seeing Minnesota really blow up in it because they wrote their laws to really benefit and target an opportunity for breweries to bleed making beverage. So we're seeing a lot of products coming to Wisconsin from Minnesota as long as they're hemp-based. And I think Wisconsin's going to catch up and participate in this beverage opportunity. And, and brewers are in a great place to try to take advantage of that. With the recent bill being passed about agritourism destinations like wedding barns not being allowed to have alcohol anymore, has that impacted you at all? The overall bill definitely will impact all craft producers and wedding barns, distributors, the whole alcohol industry. You know, we're part of leading that coalition and effort as the Wisconsin Brewers Guild. So in my role as the vice president of the guild and on the government affairs committee, we've been working on that bill for several years, built up a big coalition across the industry to get the bill passed. So it will definitely positively impact our industry looking forward. Nothing has happened for wedding barns yet. The bill did get passed, but I think they have an almost two-year window before their new regulations go into effect. So nothing has happened to date. I really do hope that they can evolve and stay in business. I mean, on a personal level, I really think that the wedding barns, every wedding I've been to at a wedding barn was totally beautiful. I love agriculture and agritourism in our great state. So I, I do hope that they can evolve and stay in business. I hope that breweries and wineries and distilleries can partner with them to help them stay in business. I, I hope they can get new licenses, you know, all those things. But nothing's actually occurred yet. So there really just hasn't been an impact and there won't be for about two years. Are there any other mm-hmm. legislative or regulatory changes that are affecting brewers in the state? Well, this bill was a sweeping overhaul and an update in all alcohol regulations. So we passed a landmark bill here and the governor signed it just a month or so ago. So that is really an all-inclusive huge update. That is the main event. There's really nothing else on the docket right at the moment except for maybe how cannabis as an industry evolves and how we get to participate in it or not. We'll see how that goes. But this update for brewers and its wineries and distillers, it gives us a much more defined, clear path on how we can maintain and grow our taproom business, have more locations, what are our open hours. We can offer full bar offerings. It really cleaned up a lot of the kind of tasting room taproom rules, and there's more parity between us and traditional Class B locations, which is a really good thing, and I know our colleagues and our coalition, you know, really we're looking for that. 
So that's a really positive thing. It cleaned up some of the trade practice rules and some things that go on in kind of the world of selling beer at wholesale. And I think it's going to clean up some of the way distributors and brewers try to market and sell their beer out in the world. It cleaned up some ownership interest issues like marital property issues where maybe a a spouse, one spouse owns a bar and a restaurant and the other one wanted to open a brewery or a winery. It, It gave a more clear pathway for those types of things to happen. So Overall, just a really positive update, modernization for all craft beverage and bars and restaurants and distributors to move forward in the whole beverage alcohol space. What do you expect the year ahead to look like? I think that we have, as just independent business owners and in a tough competitive industry, we have challenges ahead. We are definitely going to have to evolve. We're going to have to focus and lean into the things we do best and try to do more of that. I think we need to evolve as an overall segment and kind of get away from sort of throwing new styles at the wall and more focus on quality. I mean, that's kind of always been the focus of craft beers to be innovative and high quality and passionate. We really need to make sure we're doing the high quality thing going forward. We got to make sure that we're building a compelling case for our products and our brand you know, and not just kind of shotgun blasting underdeveloped ideas, you know, into the world. And I think that the people that kind of focus and lean into their operations and their quality and execution are going to do well. And I think folks that are, you know, struggling to find that are going to really struggle. And, and so I hope that as an industry, we can just be our best and provide great, you know, locations and products for people to travel into Wisconsin to get, for people inside of Wisconsin to go out and enjoy and bring it. We have such a great, strong beer heritage and tourism heritage in Wisconsin. And so we we have to do our best here going forward. That was Zach Koga, the vice president of the Wisconsin Brewers Guild and owner of Carbon 4 Brewing along with us. He says that the craft brewing industry accelerated through the last recession from 2008 to 2010, as well as the pandemic. And he says that gives promise to the industry for what's ahead. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.